This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Bob Comsick. The King Street Pilot Project, a year old, latest numbers, courtesy of the city, covering the summer now, mind you, July and August, showing that all-day ridership up around 11 percent, roughly 80,000 rides per day, 20,000 new ones. Now, data for September and October, that's going to be coming out in the coming weeks, no word when the November and December numbers would be uh, available, but a decision on whether this pilot becomes permanent is expected uh, early next year, I believe. Aim, of course, to give streetcars, cyclists, pedestrians priority over vehicles between the stretch of King from Bathurst over to Jarvis. Pilot's been celebrated in some circles, obviously, not others. The city's chief planner says this has had a very limited impact on downtown drivers. Are you one? Well, your chance to weigh in, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. And uh, we have a guest uh, with us here now to take a look at the the situation and uh jesse if we if we can you're jesse warfield you're one of the owners of gabby's now that's just one of your establishments correct on the stretch of king yeah so uh um, my family has four um different hospitality spaces on on king street gabby's uh district eatery hey lucy's and uh, lavazza expressions um which have all been negatively affected by the pilot uh, however, I, I think there's bigger issues to, to talk about than just how it negatively affects businesses or restaurants, um, which I'm, I'm hoping we can engage in today. And we have Brad Ross from the TTC on the on the line as well, and we'll engage in some of those. But, uh, Brad, obviously, the numbers, you would say, would suggest that uh, this has gone well. Hi, good afternoon, Bob. Yeah, from a, a transit perspective, um, which is all I can really speak to from the TTC, yes. There were three measures, uh, Bob, that we looked at when we kicked this pilot off. Ridership, travel time, and reliability. And all three of those uh, are up over the last year. We'll see um, October data uh, sometime uh, later this week, I, I, we, I believe, but um, as you noted on the off the top there, through July and August, um, from from last November until July and August, yeah, ridership is is up significantly, reliability is up, and and travel times have improved through that corridor. And uh, Jesse, I guess obviously they they're relying on numbers, mm-hmm. um, and and with this being the busiest corridor for surface traffic, if the numbers are there suggesting that, you know, you're saying it's obviously hurting business because they're not stopping. They're basically going through. I mean, some do get off, obviously, but still, you're saying there's other issues you'd like to look at. So that was interesting. So earlier you said that that was the busiest use of of traffic? I I believe busiest, uh, and you can correct me, Brad, is this not the the busiest surface route for the TTC? It is, yes. Uh, You know, of all bus and streetcar routes, of which are about 160 in the city, 
uh, King, uh, even before the pilot, was our busiest at about 65,000 trips a day taken on, on the 504 King. And we're up around 82,000, 84,000 uh, trips a day now um, post-pilot. So, uh, yeah, the King has always been a busy route. And, and in fact, that is why uh, we needed to do what we did with this pilot to make it work because King Street was not working for anybody, drivers and transit. And you got... You know, 70, now 84,000 people a day traveling on transit through King, and it is crawling because of, of congestion, then uh, we had to do something. We had to, to look at what can we do differently? What can we do that's, uh, that, that's going to, that, that are going to get all of these people to where they need to go in the core? People are absolutely disembarking at, uh, you know, at Bathurst and Spadina and John Street and University and Young and uh, and you know, church and parliament and, and, and Jarvis. So, so King Street is a destination for a number of different people, whether it's businesses going to, 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 to work, for example, or going home or, or, or on weekends. Uh, King Street needed, uh, this, uh, this, this injection of, of, of an improved transit corridor. And, and we have seen that again, as, as I say, from a transit perspective. Jesse? So I've heard a, a lot of things mentioned here, but there was no clear outlines on, on how you would call it a success prior to the project being launched. Uh, the transit times have improved up to two and a half minutes. That's if you ride the entire length of it. Now, if, if you had told me before the pilot project started that you were going to take all of the cars off of King Street, or pardon me, if you were going to eliminate driving through lights on all of King Street, and that it would only speed up transit at maximum for... Um, um, train riders of two and a half minutes, I would say that's not significant. So I, I think that the transit authority or a commission has done an interesting thing and, and they didn't set any goals. So it's, it's really easy to achieve goals when you, when you, when you don't set any. Um, my, my second point is, is that I have had back and forth communication with the Ombudsman's Office of Toronto with regards to whether there actually is, um, more people riding that streetcar line than there was cars. And I, I brought an email from the Ombudsman and from David Kupperman of that office um, to kind of detailing that. Mm -hmm. So the, um, the King Pilot passed uh, <clears throat> under the um, information that there was three to one ratio. So that there was a three to one public transit rider in that area to cars. However, that's not the case. There's actually um, closer to even, if not at the time, there was more more cars. So the the numbers that were taken were, for, <clears throat> pardon me, were from one intersection at King and Spadina. Mm. The amount of transit riders was for the whole King Street transit lane, and and this is acknowledged. This is in the the city's data. So I, I'm just. I'm wondering how you account for the bogging down of traffic. And that doesn't even account for there being more than one rider in a car. I think typically the statistic is 1.3, 1.4. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but it is around that number. So there was actually equal or more cars driving on King Street than there were passengers in a streetcar. And and this acknowledgement that, okay, there's more riders, this, is, this has been a huge success. Well, of course there's more riders on a streetcar. There's no cars. There's no other way to get around. So it's, it's, it's I, I find it confusing it and maybe you can explain it to me brad well look i what i'm what, what what we're saying is that you have a baseline and you have to have a measure and, and we have a measure and the baseline is what was the ridership what were the travel times what was reliability and again i'm speaking from a transit perspective 
what were those three measures um, going into the pilot? And so all of those numbers were gathered, and then we continually measure from the beginning of the pilot um, and, and through the summer and then, you know, and what we have today and what we're talking about today, and we're a year into this pilot, we don't have October data yet, but what we're seeing from the TTC is an absolute increase in the number of riders. We're seeing an increase in, in travel times. Yes, you know, you shave a minute and a half, two, three minutes. It, it seems and sounds insignificant. I completely understand that. But when you look at an entire route, when you look at, at, a, at a route as busy as King, those couple of minutes um, add up, uh, up and down the route, not just through the corridor, uh, but but right to the terminals at Broadview and Dundas West Station. Well, it's two minutes if you difference. ride the entire route, and then though, right? And then what happens is then you have, uh, th- that's where reliability then comes in. And so when you have an improved travel time, uh, you have improved reliability. And reliability, in the end, is the, is one of the most important measures for transit and for riders. Is the streetcar coming um, at a reliable time? Is it coming frequently as, as advertised? Is there bunching? Is there gapping uh, and, and, and gaps in, in the train? And we have seen a significant improvement in the performance of, of, the, of the streetcar um, across the route, but especially in the corridor, which is the destination. Jesse, anything that I mean, um, we could argue this, but I mean, I guess Brad's yeah. basically saying, this is where we were, this is where we're going in the amount of time, and therefore, just based on the numbers, it's kind of a bottom-line thing as far as the TTC is concerned. I'm not putting words in your mouth, right, Brad? That's basically no, it. No, no, you're right, Bob. And look, I, th- there are arguments to be made. I understand business concerns, absolutely, and I think that's why this is a pilot, uh, why we've taken a year to, to do all of this, and that the city will be uh, reporting back in early 2019 on, on a number of um, a number of things to do with this pilot. Uh, I can only speak from the transit perspective and from our perspective that has been a success, but I understand that there are some challenges that businesses have had and they have questions and uh, and, and I, I don't speak for the city and I don't know uh, what that report is going to look like, but certainly it would, uh, it, I, I am, it would certainly take all of that into account, including, you know, what does Queen Street look like as a result? Richmond and Adelaide and Wellington and, uh, and the surrounding streets. And who knows, maybe the, I mean, we're clearly just uh, speculating here. Uh, You're in no way involved with uh, how this thing might look at once it comes out at the other end. But, I mean, it is possible, after all, that uh, it could be changed as far as the the pilot project and tweaked. It's not necessarily what we have and what we've done. This is going to be it, like it or lump it. That, that's right, Bob. I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm not, uh, you're right. can't speculate. I don't know what the city's report ultimately is going to say, but uh, the very nature of a pilot is to, uh, is to then take all of that data, uh, good and bad, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and look at what, what, what more can we do? What can we do better? What can we do to assist businesses more, to assist drivers more? What, what other things can we do based on the data? And this is really a, an important important part of this is the analysis of that data. And again, from a transit perspective, uh, I can only speak to the TTC, and I know I've said that a number of times, but it's really important to, to drive home the point that this was about making transit work from our perspective, and, uh, and it has worked. Uh, certainly it wasn't working before the pilot began. Brad Ross, Director of Communications for the TTC, thanks for your time. Thank you, Bob. And I'm sure once the next batch of numbers or the next few batches of numbers will be out, we'll be uh, revisiting. Take care.
you as well. 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Are you a business owner along the stretch of King where the the pilot project uh, has been taking place the past year? Are you a motorist who goes through there every day? How do you find it? Do you like? Do you not like? Does it matter to you? And are you a pedestrian or cyclist? Whatever your experience, give us a call. Bob Comsick sitting in for Libby Zneimer on Fight Back. We have Jesse Warfield, one of the restaurant owners in this area, and we'll talk and take some calls right after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Bob Comsick. Welcome back. We have Jesse Barfield, one of the owners of Gabby's Restaurant and several others in the King Street Pilot Project area. The reason we are talking about the pilot project, it's one year that this has been around. The numbers indicate that uh, ridership is up. It's all looking good for for the pedestrians and, and, and cyclists and those taking the streetcar. But uh, what about people such as Jesse Warfield? So how has this impacted uh, you and, and some of your colleagues? in the area, but more specifically, your your business. Yeah, well, the, the Orma statistics just came out yesterday. I think there's been 11 businesses that have shut down on King Street since the launching of the pilot project, um, which was only supposed to be a year, and, and, and here we are, and it's it's still running. So um, it's been negative, to, to say the least. Yeah, so it's definitely hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Without disclosing any numbers, but it's like the sooner this could be... Uh, you know, pull the plug on this, the better. But obviously, at this point, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. It might be an easier argument to make if the numbers weren't there showing an increase. So what about just traffic in general? Is it down across the board? Are you finding any peaks and valleys? You mean you, um, for you? Yeah. So with I, the project? I, I, I would I would challenge the the transportation advisor who was just on here and say, what what would have made it not a success? Would it have been 30 seconds? Would it have been a minute? I was pretty confident before the pilot started that regardless, they were going to claim it a success. Um, and they have. Um, now, you mentioned Ormus. That's the Ontario Restaurant Hotel and Motel Association, Association saying that close to a dozen have, have closed in the area. Any of those that have closed that uh, you're aware of? These businesses, yeah, and the absolutely. Um, Mackie My Way. There was an article in the uh, Sun that just came out a couple days ago, and he attributed it um, um, solely to the pilot project. You have to understand that the the margins are not huge in the restaurant hospitality industry. If you get a dip of seven, eight percent, um, that that's your business right there. Now, what about yourselves? What's your situation? Are you guys teetering mm-hmm. or? Um, Without getting too personal, but we have you here. Others have closed up. Are you in danger of shutting doors? Um, I think we're doing okay. Um, Like, fortunately, we're we're, we're a family-run business, but we have quite a few locations, so um, we're able to absorb some down periods. Um, But that being said, we have a good product, and um, we do cater to a local market, unlike maybe some other places, but it's down. Is there... Obviously, you would prefer it to be what? Business the way it was in terms of just let cars go through and and everything else? Or is there a compromise? So it's not the way it was before, Mm -hmm. and it's not this. Is there a middle ground here that you feel can be reached? Um, I think if the people of Toronto think that a minute and a half to two minutes is a 
a vital and amazing increase on their transit time, um, then by all means keep it. Um, because businesses come and go and the transit of the city should be the priority. Um, I have the suspicion that that minute and a half to two minute transit time for, for streetcar riders is not significant enough to warrant the pilot project. Okay, but then do do you feel that maybe somehow it's it's got to be tweaked? To weekends, in a, like uh, um, like take take it away on weekends, take it away after rush hour. Uh, I mean, I ride the streetcar oftentimes. It it is empty after seven o'clock. Um, there there was no reason to go to such an extreme, and it's also been extremely unorganized. I have to say, like the last minute art project thing. A lot of these things are still on the street and kind of vacant, and we haven't been informed as to what's going on. Is is it ending? Is it non ending? Um, the arbitrary assignment of new of new patios, which didn't really seem to work out. Um, it's, it's just been, in general, very un, unorganized. And uh, we have Jackie in Toronto. Good afternoon, Jackie. Hello. Uh, my comment is, what about if the, um, you know, no cars running where the streetcar trucks go, and they can go on the, you know, on the left, on the right, but nothing on the, where the streetcar trucks go. Would that help them at all? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's. Uh, I think it, I'm open to creative solutions, and I think a lot of Torontonians are. Yeah. Um, you know, no left turns is, is another great one. Um, but to your point, they went to such an extreme, and um, I, I think that's a, a, a good solution. You know, Jackie and uh, and Jesse, that might be a little hard. Then you're talking about enforcement. How do we possibly ensure that everyone plays by the rules and everyone stays uh, off the uh, streetcar tracks, that lane, yeah. and just stays to the right? Because you get caught behind a streetcar, and if mm. you're unable to uh, jump in front, that can make for uh, that can make a for a quite a long or a longer commute, getting stuck behind the doors and just following along the streetcar, and then you got a conga line in the right lane with all motorists and and nobody can go anywhere so that might be that might be a little difficult to uh, to get people to play by those by yeah, those yeah, rules I just had a comment to say I'm sorry I said I just had a comment yep. to, to make go ahead no no I just did that oh, okay very good thank you bye all right uh, Merrick and uh, Toronto uh, what about your your comments on on this topic well, I, I am um, riding my bicycle, it's the fastest way, but um, to travel these days in Toronto, having taking a car is a disaster. But my comment is, I'm just thinking um, that um, the city planners, TTC guys and everybody has to sit down because uh, the city is planned in 19th century and now we have the 21st century. And when I go on King Street and I see these uh, patios on the street, I'm just thinking um, about the, who was doing this uh, project because uh, there is no emergency line just in case of the, uh, the ambulance or fire to stop or to go by because there is a streetcar standing and uh, this patio where nobody is sitting. So I'm just um, thinking who is hate so much the cars that uh, all the places even in front of the metro hall they are build up some kind of structures uh, we are blocking which are blocking the uh, possibility to not only to park the car but to pass by by the emergency vehicle yeah well let's so uh... this is that one of the problems but another thing is um because the type of job I'm doing, uh, I'm going a lot of around the town. There was a bridge on Dowling Street 
uh, going straight to the King Street, which was a shortcut to St. Joseph Hospital. And it is now created as a pedestrian bridge. Right. I'm just thinking, uh, who's um, a planner that he's lacking a vision that this was a very easy shortcut? Um, you know, if you, if you have a patient who has a a heart attack, it's a matter of few seconds or few minutes which are saving their life. Yeah. So I think the city planners should start thinking about the humans, that the city is for, the, for us, not for the TTC. When, by the way, the TTC, well. sometimes I can see two cars, three cars, five cars going together, and later there is no service for half an hour. So I don't know who's doing the scheduling for this, guys. Yeah, that uh, all, all I guess in addressing part of the uh, the points that you raise there, some of those points. Uh, there's the infrastructure. There's only so much room. Uh, they've launched the project. Uh, then there were the concerns about what to do for business, and I guess that's why Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong. That's why the city stepped in with these the parking discounts that they had for a little while, and with these uh, various installations, and put the patios out there to try to get the people to to come down. The ones that yeah, you, those patios we actually pay rent the, on. These patios are empty. I have the proof. I took mm-hmm. photographs, so I'm just thinking. This is a this, this is we are in the a big city of few million people, and we are just uh, destroying the cars culture. But by the way, the small businesses, uh, because I spoke to a few owners, they are going to be pressed out from the business location, and there will be the big condominiums built on that. So we are doing the big mountain uh, of Toronto. It's like, if you see these days, when there is a thunderstorm, the thunderstorm doesn't go through the city like years back. It stays for a few hours mm-hmm. and creating a big flood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, so this is a... And now I'm we're we're starting Canada to the yeah. second largest country in the world. Okay, but, but we we're getting we're get, we're starting to veer off on different things here. So you, do you feel that? Uh, and we'll let you go, Merrick. Do you then feel obviously this is not a good idea, the pilot project? Not at all. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. Stephen in Toronto, good afternoon. Hi, Bob. How are you? Okay, and what I do like you... To... Okay, we should have, like, Spadina and St. Clair, like, uh, uh, having special ways for the streetcar and uh, to have uh, lanes for Spadina and St. Clair, and they should have more more room for cars to go by and to have more room. Sorry, I, I understand what they have on those two streets. So you're basically saying that would be strictly for the streetcars, yep. but that would leave the vehicles down to, to one lane for sure. Then what? you couldn't even go back and forth. You would really be stuck just the one on one lane. Uh-huh. Or you know? make it more wider, the yeah. streets and stuff like that. Okay, so until we... Okay, let's say we do that, then you're taking away sidewalk space you want to make it a place where people go there'll be more people on a on a narrower sidewalk and then just to do even if we entertained or if the city were to entertain such a thing then of course you there would have to be some closures or temporary closures in order to get in there to widen so it would no i i think that would be that would be quite the uh the nightmare for uh for motors i don't think you know i'm not trying to shoot you down but i just don't think as much as it's an idea i don't think it would work right jesse i don't i couldn't see that i agree i'm just saying my opinion 
Okay, appreciate thank it. Thank, thanks so Take much. And thank you. Bye-bye. Sheriff in, uh, or Sharif in, in Mississauga, do we have you uh, on the line with us? Yeah. Go ahead. John Tory, what he did in Toronto about that pilot project uh, turned whole Toronto into a one-way special King Street. What kind of profit does he make from a bicycle people? Profit is to the city, stores, restaurants. King Street closed. I don't know how many businesses is closed. What's wrong with him? Okay. Uh, so what's a, the solution? Is it as easy just to say, stop it, go But You're saying what? Go back to the way it was? Go back to the way it was. If you have a problem in the traffic, leave the car at home, take transit. That's very simple answer to that thing. Okay. All right. Thanks, Sharif. Appreciate that. Uh, Jesse, uh, we, I, I think what we do know is it's not going back to the way it was. What we don't know is, is the pilot project going to remain, if it is permanent, does it remain in this form, or mm-hmm. is it changed in some way? Would you agree that it's, it's going to be this or something like it rather than going back? I don't think we're going back. Yeah, I, I think the rhetoric from the city is, is quite clear that they're going to continue moving forward with this in some form. Um, I think, make no mistake about it, about it they'll, they'll end up with some egg on their face if they say, hey, this, was, this didn't work out, this was a failure, it's only a minute and a half quicker businesses are going under, um, traffic, car traffic is stalled. So I think they're going to move forward in some form. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. We heard a little bit from some of the callers about the, the war on cars. Um, I find it, I find it that the, that the transportation service isn't thinking forward enough. Um, I mean, Uber is up massively. It's, it's up massively in every major metropolis, including Toronto's. Um, once they become autonomous and electric, it'll actually be cheaper for you to take an Uber than it will be for you to take public transit. And this isn't me saying this. Like, I mean, if you listen to some of the leading minds in that industry, Musk, et cetera, et cetera, that's something that they keep repeating. But it seems like the TTC is chasing a trend from 10, 20 years ago. It's a little archaic streetcars, to be honest with you. Um, but going back to your question, um, I, I do think it'll continue in one form or another. My hope is that it's it, it, that, that it's an hour restriction, um, that it becomes something that works for, for everybody. Do you see yourselves, and I take it uh, the family business is part of the Ontario Real Estate Hotel and uh, Motel Association. Are you, are you involved with that? Are you members? Uh, I, I'm a member on the board. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm too active a member, and I'm certainly not representing them today. Um, Tony Ellis is, uh, does a great job for them and with them. Do you see the association and uh, others who maybe are not as active maybe becoming a little bit more so as this a decision nears in order to try to influence the decision makers to come up something to come up with something that is more to your liking? Again, we're not going back to the way it was, mm-hmm. but something that could be tweaked in some way, some changes that could be made so that maybe both sides could be a piece. Getting back to my question, is there a middle ground here? Um, I think there is. I, like I said, I, th- I think there's a ton of alternatives. I think it could be no left turns. I think it could be uh, modified just so it's during rush hour. Um, I hope there is a middle ground, but... Um, 
breaking down your question a little bit further, that I wouldn't say that the restaurant industry is a particularly organized one. And there's this rhetoric that it's the restaurant industry versus public transit when it's 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 really not. Uh, I take public transit. I'm for public transit. I think the speed up in times is great. I don't think, think it's significant. Okay. Jesse Warfield, one of the owners of Gabby's Restaurant, and the family has uh, some others uh, in the area there on, on King Street, right, mm-hmm. where the pilot project is a year old now. The latest numbers from the TTC indicating that all-day ridership is uh, is up. We're awaiting some more numbers. Final decision will be made uh, probably, you're hearing as well, early part of uh, the new year. Right. I, I haven't heard anything. Nobody's contacted me. And Apparently, that's when and, that's going to be. Okay. It'll be more the early yeah. part of the new year because we have to get the numbers through December. So until we until we get those, and then yeah. there'll be some more debate, I'm sure, which will likely involve yourself, other businesses, and maybe some of our listeners here to uh, fight back. I hope back. it does. I hope that there is some discourse. Um, and I hope that they have more to go on than just ridership being up because ridership should be up. Our city's growing. You've taken all the cars off of King Street. Ridership should be up. Okay, Jesse, thank you so much for that. I appreciate your your contributions here today. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.